Welcome to the Express Soul Health and Wellness Podcast. In each episode, you'll learn from experts about the best practices and technologies to live a happier, healthier, and hopefully a longer life. Here is your host, Claudia Erdinola. Welcome to Express All Health and Wellness Podcast. I am Claudia Urdinola. I am a professional engineer with a passion for health and wellness. I created this channel because I want to empower you to take control of your health. Every week, I bring experts, doctors, and people on the wellness community to teach us better ways to take control of our health, take care better health of ourselves, to live longer, healthier, and happier lives. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, please subscribe right here and hit the notification button so you will be notified every time we bring new content to the channel. Also, please follow us in our social media channels. This episode is brought to you by Expressol Coffee. Expressol Coffee is my brand of coffee and I created this brand with your health in mind. I care about clean coffee and I give to my body only the best and I want you to do the same. Expressol Coffee is authentic coffee grown and roasted for optimal health. Why consuming all of those massively produced coffees commercially distributed out there when you can have at the convenience of your house the most delicious, healthiest coffee available in the market? Order our Expressol coffees in our webpage, www.expressolcoffee.com, and you will receive our delicious coffees that are healthy for you, good for your health, at the convenience of your house. Order Expressol coffee now. Our guest today is Dr. Sara Saldivar, and with her, we're going to discuss about the carnivore diet. We're going to talk to Dr. Saldivar why people are thinking more and more and more on getting into the animal-based diets and why are so beneficial for human health. Also, we're going to discuss with Dr. Saldivar the major challenges and obstacles that people face when thinking about transitioning to carnivore diets. So stay tuned because this episode is amazing. Dr. Sara Saldivar holds a PhD in exercise physiology from the University of Miami, in addition to both master's and bachelor's degree in nutrition and dietetics. She is a licensed dietitian in addition to being certified exercise physiologist with the American College of Sports Medicine. Dr. Saldivar currently is a creator on multiple platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and is adjunct faculty in nutrition and exercise physiology at Miami-Dade College. Previously, she was a professor on nutrition and exercise physiology for five years at the University of Miami. So here with us, Dr. Sara Saldivar. Dr. Saldivar, very, very, very happy to see you here. Welcome to our podcast. How are you? Thank you so much, Claudia. I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing great. Amazing, amazing. I've been following your journey uh, through your uh, YouTube channel, your social media, and I have to say to my, my audience, if you still don't see Dr. Saldivar, go and join his 
her platforms, her uh, YouTube channel, and especially now that you're being featured into the TV series for YouTube, Reverse Carnivore. And that is my first question. I would like for you to tell us um, your experience during the, you know, the recording of this TV series, your interaction with Dr. Berry, uh, with Dr. Robert Kills, with Maria Emmerich, with other, you know, uh, health practitioners into this carnivore movement um, and, and enlighten us about that. Yeah, it was a great experience. I had high hopes for it, but it definitely even exceeded my expectations because we were all flown there to Costa Rica for a week to film the TV show, which is the first ever TV show on the carnivore diet, even, you know, TV show slash documentary, you know. And so we were all very excited. It was an all cast, uh, all star cast, you know, with Dr. Anthony Chafee, Dr. Robert Kills, Dr. Ken Berry, Maria Emmerich was there. I mean, everybody was there. So it was really exciting to meet everyone. And everybody was just like you see them on YouTube, you know, like exactly the same and just as kind and nice and even nicer and funnier <laughs> in person. So it was so much fun. And it was uh, really um, fulfilling to be asked to be featured on the first ever kind of TV show of this kind. And now we're, we're getting ratings similar to CNN level ratings. I mean, in the first episode that ran, we got 140, 150,000 views. This is what those mainstream channels usually get, you know, when it's not prime time, you know. So it was very, very exciting um, to see the response and how people receive that. And everybody is so excited because everybody's sick and tired of the mainstream narrative, right? Of what, what we were taught, me being classically trained as a dietitian, what I was taught, and then uh, people going through their health struggles, similar to your journey, right? And <laughs> just realizing how broken the system is in terms of nutrition and in terms of the medical system. And so we're sick and tired of it. We're sick and tired of the mainstream narrative because it is just so wrong and it does not really help anybody in any way, shape or form for the most part. I totally agree with you. And, and especially when we see what the food industry is really promoting on the American population and general in the world, but especially here in America, it is, um, I mean, I'm an immigrant from Colombia, South America. And when I came here, it was uh, to me very shocking to see on the, on the TV, especially the one, the, the pushing the commercials for drugs all kinds of medications for every single thing. And two, for the over-processed, sugary, starchy, heavily, heavily industrialized food that we know is not good for humans. So, and that is my second question. Why um, do you think the carnivore diet uh, that you advocate that many others like on the TV series Reverse Carnivore, we're seeing more and more evidence of the way uh, and how it's beneficial is the proper human diet and, and why the, the is being demonized, is being vilified by not only the, the, the food industry, but also the media. What do you think is that? Because 
who runs the most amount of ads on CNN or MSNBC or all, all of these mainstream channels? Who's running, who, who's supporting <laughs> these companies, right? I mean, just start paying attention to the kinds of ads and how many ads they're running, right? It's like Burger King, McDonald's followed by some drug, you know, and then the, the, the funniest part is when they list the side effects at the end of any pharmaceutical drug commercial. Right? It's like an anti But they depicted the people happy. They depicted the people going to these places happy. Yes. And then, and then they take the rights, they, they buy the rights of some of those songs and they ruin the songs and they overlay them on the pharmaceutical company, like drug commercials. And in the end, it's like an antidepressant with a side effect of potential suicide. It's like, dude, I'm trying not to kill myself. <laughs> It's hilarious. So you have to see who, like, follow the money, right? Who is supporting these companies? And this is why you'll see why for two years throughout the pandemic, even though we had very clear data that people who ended up in a hospital with COVID-19 were either overweight or obese, 78%, this is a CDC study, 78% of those who ended up in the hospital with, with, COVID, with negative COVID-19 repercussions, they had to be hospitalized. They were either overweight or obese. Did CNN bother to take five minutes of their time? Maybe, maybe they, they, they might be able to point, oh, look at that five-minute thing. It was like 0.00001% of their total coverage. What was their coverage about? Same thing for all of the other channels. Fear. That you everything you need to know. Yeah. Fear and, and be inside of the house. Don't look at the sunlight. Being isolated. Keep our kids away from school. <laughs> I mean, uh, we know today, and I think that's why all of these channels became very popular. Yours, mine, many others. Because it is a way that telling the people that it is, there are protocols, there are ways that we can control our health and keep ourselves out of trouble maximize our potential health-wise. And, and then we're talking about more interesting terms here. We're talking about health spam, you know, lifespan, because, hey, it's beautiful life, but it's beautiful to live life uh, happier and healthier. So we can enjoy what is nice about living. Yes. Longevity so, is, is being healthy. In, in order for you to live a long life, you got to be healthy, right? It's not just about being propped up to machines and just, you know, not being dead. It's about thriving. That's what longevity is. That's what extending our health span really is. And this is, this is another major passion of mine. I talk a lot about that on my channels, right? I don't just talk about nutrition and carnivore, but I also talk a lot about anti-aging as well. It is something I'm probably even more passionate about. It's just that the diet is, uh, so critical to the longevity aspect. So in, in my channel, I like to talk about the wellness as the wheel of, uh, of health. So basically in that wheel of health, we have a spokes that support that wheel. And we have nutrition, very important part. Exercising, very important part. Other protocols, saunas, exposure to the sun, good sleeping, uh, meditation, mental health. I mean, all of those components are critical when we're talking about health span. You know, we are um, now in this movement of, of uh, better aging, how I call it. I like that term because it's not that we're not aging, but we are aging better and learning how to biohack the aging process to slow it down and make it a better Get in better shape when we're older. That's, that is basically what we wanted to achieve. So 
right now, and, and I'm, 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 I'm looking into this carnivore because my husband and I transitioned to this diet since last year, and it was quite of a change. I did it before. My husband was, um, a, he liked it a lot of bread and, and stuff, and he was in very good shape. But he was, a li he had a little visceral fat, and we went to, um, you know, vacation in Europe, and then he gained weight there. When we came back, we totally get into the carnivore, and he lost 33 pounds in less than four months. Visceral fat, his feet, he's incredible. Obviously, we combined that with, you know, calorie restriction, sleeping very well. We were having windows of eating only six hours. And then saunas. Every night we bought a sauna, so we got the sauna at home. We can do it every night. So that was something that it was extremely helpful. But my question to you is, um, what are the big misconceptions when people hear about the carnivore diet, for example, for anti-aging, because they were told that, no, 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 meat age people, meat is not good, meat is, is, is not good for your cholesterol. It is all, and now it's getting more and more and more, but we're seeing the scientific evidence on the contrary, that it, cardiovascular diseases, they go lower if, if the people focuses on, on um, animal protein diets, uh, sleeping get better. Um, I mean, so many other conditions. So what are those main misconceptions that we need to clarify here for our audience and from the population in general yeah, about it's, the carnivore diet? Yeah, there, there's just so many people that and doctors and public health professionals that so believe that plants you know are the way to go you know fruits and vegetables and so they can turn a completely blind eye to all the research we have with regards to the advanced glycation and products or ages ages or advanced glycation and products are the process of glucose which is a sugar that you ingest anytime you eat a carbohydrate it turns into glucose most of them and then it starts to attach to all of your structures in the body, like the collagen matrix that keeps your skin tight. Internally, your blood vessels start getting damaged by those glucose molecules attaching to everything and your DNA and your cellular membrane. So we call that process glycation. And the molecules that are developed as a result of the glucose attaching to all kinds of molecules it has no business attaching to are called ages which is short for advanced glycation and products and nothing speeds up the aging process as much as the accumulation of those ages molecules and we know that in vegetarians their blood levels of ages are far far higher than that in carnivores and that's because the more plant-based you go the more carbs you're eating the more ages you're creating and the faster the um the aging process takes hold not to mention the nutrient deficiencies you start to accumulate because you are eating a nutrient poor diet. There is this myth that we were, you know, brainwashed as dietitians throughout my whole career, becoming classically trained a dietitian, the masters and a licensed dietitian, and then a doctorate in exercise physiology and nutrition at the University of Miami. So it wasn't, it was everywhere I went that the, the training was the same, right? It's like plants, <laughs> eat more fruits, eat more vegetables. This is where the vitamins and minerals are. It's like wrong. You are so tragically 
wrong. And it's, it's quite mind boggling how many professors just follow the herd. You know, it's like you have a PhD, you have a brain. How can you still parrot that, that outdated information? How can you not do extra research and look at the whole body of evidence of scientific literature that is completely opposite? To the cherry-picked, yeah, poor quality epidemiological observational studies that you're you're holding up as 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 a Bible, like it's just you know you lose so much respect so quickly. The more you start doing your own education, you lose respect to these for these Ivy League universities. You lose respect for the professors. You lose respect for the whole system so fast. I am a living proof of that. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I was vegetarian for nine years and a half and I worked engineering projects that were huge. So I wasn't working in nice metropolitan areas. I was, you know, doing roads and bridges in very remote areas in different countries. And after nine years and a half of doing vegetarian, um, I started experiencing loss of my hair, my, my skin. I was aging fast, my nails. I mean, I was very weak, sleeping very bad, skipping periods. I mean, it was a mess. So when I went to the doctor and they run my panels, he looked at me and I say, I have a, one solution for you and it's not medicine. And I say, what? Which was very uncommon from a regular doctor. He said that. He said, you need to start eating meats again, Claudia. You can't continue on this diet because you are far away from good sources of the food that you used to eat. So you need to start eating animal products again, animal proteins. You need to reveal those nutrients. You're not receiving your lack of everything here. Wow. So, so it was a transition. Oh my goodness. And I start, uh, eating meats again and never went back to the to the vegetarian protocol it didn't work for me and i noticed the the big effects and contrary with what i hear that the vegetables were good for aging it was totally the opposite for me yeah right so, you literally start seeing your skin tightening up you know you literally start seeing your face age in reverse your energy levels everything comes back it's like your brain comes back online you, you a lot of people i know i was one of those i didn't realize i had brain fog until i stopped having it you know don't you think this is a great difference that we notice that i mean it's like why i thought that was normal it is not normal and you you normalize those little symptoms it's like uh, that's normal. I may be right. aging. No, 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 no. Because no nobody normal. knows about our species-specific diet. We've been told to to fear our species-specific diet. We've been the one food that made us human, which was red meat. When you know, for ninety nine point ninety nine percent of our existence as a species here on Earth, that's all we ate was red meat. We had no cancer. We had no heart disease. We were taller, had bigger brains, larger skulls wider jaws we never had misalignment of the teeth all of this stuff we started getting shorter our brain started shrinking again we started having misalignment of the teeth we started having weaker bones only when we started including agricultural or plant foods ten thousand to twelve thousand years ago which corresponds to being in the last 0.01 percent of our existence as a species here on earth right and that is before we talk about fertility Oh, they, because oh, this is the thing that I, so many clients of mine now, I have to start like giving disclaimers. They come to me, we're just wait, working on weight loss and they've been in menopause for two years, three years. And all of a sudden they start getting their periods back and they have to pay attention if they don't want to have a, a baby, you know? 
It's the re reversing aging by getting them out of menopause. Literally, literally, after one month or three weeks, even I, in some cases, on a strict carnivore diet, nothing but meat and ribeye and, and, and meats. Now we're tapping into something very interesting that you just mentioned, and is the hormonal balance and how the animal protein based diets really help to balance in the hormones for men and women. Here's the thing. All our hormones have to come from dietary cholesterol. You have to get cholesterol from your diet because if you don't, and by the way, cholesterol is exclusively found in animal foods. That's it. So if you're eating a vegan or a plant-based diet, you're not going to get, especially on a vegan diet, excluding all animal products, that means you're getting zero cholesterol from your diet. And that's a problem because your body can only make up to 75 to 80% only of your cholesterol needs that are needed just for survival. We're just talking about how much cholesterol you would need just to be alive. Not, we're not even talking about how much cholesterol you would need to optimize and to thrive. So just for basic survival cholesterol needs, you can't even make that. You, you only make around 75 to 80%. And so you have to get the dietary cholesterol from your diet and you get those from animal fat. Okay. So you need that because dietary cholesterol turns into this kind of like master chemical or hormone called pregnenolone. From pregnenolone is where we start converting that into testosterone, into estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, all of these sex hormones that are necessary for fertility, for your mood, for your waistline, for your skin health, for every single system in your body. All of it is driven by hormones, right? And so the only way you can ever optimize for your hormones is to eat animal fat, eat the egg yolks, eat the organ meats, eat the shrimp, eat the animal fats. All of them are going to be high in cholesterol. And that's exactly what we need. And uh, this is why, you know, I had this client literally, she worked with me, she was in from Canada. So she's seen all the doctors in their system, put her on multiple runs at IVF for the past six or seven years. She's been really, really trying to expand. She only had one daughter and she wanted another kid before she was in her forties and she wanted it now. And for the past six, seven years, nothing is working. She barely would get a period. It was very, very light. And literally within one month of working together, she just took one month package with me where we did a lion diet, meaning just ribeyes and no plant foods whatsoever, not even coffee. You have to remove all plant toxins in that month. And I also made sure we created a caloric deficit because she had extra body fat on her, which would mess with hormones because body fat doesn't just sit there inert, not doing anything. Fat cells are actually an endocrine organ that are con consistently releasing hormones into the body and not just hormones, inflammatory molecules into the body. And those inflammatory molecules are going to mess with every system in your body. So you must eliminate every additional non-essential body fat cell on your frame. And so we started doing that. And literally I get an email a month ago telling me that she's six weeks pregnant. Oh my gosh. After Amazing. Thousands, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I almost cried. I mean, after... <laughs> seven years of effort and thousands of dollars spent and time lost seeing all of these so-called gynecologist doctors. What are they spending their time doing? What are these doctors doing in their time? Like, I don't get it, you know? <laughs> Practicing what they were teach many, many, many years ago. 
And that's, exactly. that's what is happening. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I went through the system. I was taught all the wrong things too, you know, but it's not an excuse, right? I changed. No. You can change too. No, no, no. Yeah. The world changed too fast and there is more and more evidence on, on how these new approaches to, to nutrition are better for humans. Our needs are, are higher now since we don't have the soils that our ancestors had right. full of nutrients where right. we were consuming whole foods. Even if we were vegetables, they still were full of nutrients. That doesn't exist anymore. And when you're consuming organic vegetables, doesn't mean they have nutrients in you know, I had a farm. I know how that works. And I was obsessed with the quality of the soil because I knew that was the quality of the grass and the cows were consuming those nutrients, therefore, in the meat. I knew that. But that the massively consumed and produced food industry won't, won't make any penny if they have to, you know, recreate the, the nutrients on the soil for us to get them. So our nutritional needs are totally different now and that's why i appreciate these channels and having you here to tell us all of this so i hear for example i mean when i started learning about the carnivore and in i started listening dr ken berry's youtube channel and then michaela peterson made it in an amazing case about how she healed herself from these um, immunodefensive, you know, problems. She got a lot of, uh, you know, diseases. She was, just, yeah, when she was little, she suffered, you know, tremendously because of that. And in how the lion diet, the carnivore diet, uh, totally healed her body and how good she feels after. Now, Jordan Peterson, her father, is following the protocol and feeling terrific and many others. I mean, we hear more and more and more people jumping into the wagon and feeling the benefits. And the big question from the skeptics out there for the normal people who doesn't know much about this is, are there any risk associated with this kind of diet? Yes. Becoming a superhuman. <laughs> That's your risk. <laughs> that is the risk. That I love it. Risk. <laughs> Do you want to become a superhuman? Then, you know, follow a carnivore diet. Yeah, obviously, you know, um, all the fear mongering is, is just coming from folks that uh or or they might be authority figures and so we people don't critically uh uh listen they, they don't cr critically analyze what they're saying because it's, it's an authority figure they must be knowing what, what they're talking about and nothing could be further from the truth we ate an animal diet i'm not even going to say an animal based diet it's a carnivore diet because all we did was hunt we evolved during an ice age for 99.99% of our existence as a species here on Earth, the Earth's climate went through stretches for the most part of an ice age. Yeah, there were very short periods of time where you had some warming of the climate, but for the most part, it was an ice age. Do plants grow in an ice age? The no. answer is no. So no. not only that, even if during those very, very rare intermittent periods of global warming that occurred the plants that were available weren't what we have available in this day and age we never had the amount of carbohydrates that we're eating in this day and age only in the past 300 years have we started hybridizing so many fruits and vegetables 
and I, it's so funny. I go through all of these, every single plant food with my students as I teach at Miami-Dade College. And I show them how every single food they think is a natural food is actually a Franken food that never existed. You know, broccoli never existed. Cauliflower never existed. We hybridized those from the toxic mustard plant. And they still contain the toxin, which is erucic acid, by the way, even though, although it smaller amounts but if you're eating it every day then you're getting slow poisoning over years and decades and then you're wondering how oh i was vegan and plant-based and did yoga and all of a sudden i'm 50 and i have multiple sclerosis it's like yeah because you are slowly poisoning yourself thinking you're eating healthy that is something um you know mind-boggling that people still find um and they they are on the fence because they're too attached to the old narrative about the plants and sometimes I crave some, you know, and, and I go and eat them if I need it. But it's just because I, I, I feel like the impulse, but because I need it every day, I got enough nutrients out of my meats and, the fa and good fats, you know. And, and, and again, knowing that, that my body is receiving what it needs is a lot better. But what about those people, Dr. Saldivar, that are on the fence? What and they're thinking to transition to this carnivore protocol. What would be your advice for those that are right there, almost about to do it? What right. should think, be the argument? I think when people are about to do it, they're going to eventually do it. They're going to have one bad weekend of a binge, and eventually they're going to do it because there's a reason why you're on the fence, right? You don't get to this position where you're contemplating carnivore unless either you're a peak performer and you want to constantly push and get better and so there's a reason to do so or your health has fallen apart or you're just sinking deeper and deeper into the sugar addiction and food addiction um, problem that is is a real is a major driving force of it why everybody's struggling in all areas of their life, right? Not just in their fitness. It actually is affecting every other area of their life. So eventually they're going to do it. I don't think any advice I'm going to give them, I think they're just going to do it anyway. You know, you got to have a reason to do it. Nobody can convince you of anything. You have to be progressing towards that self-improvement, you know? So I think eventually they're going to do it anyway. For many that, um, you know, going into the discipline of changing a diet by themselves is wonderful. But in my case, I found that it's actually better when you do it with your partner, your husband, your boyfriend. I mean, it's nice. You come, you, you're, you're supporting each other. You're cheering. You're, you know, and, and it's nice when one find out some, some new research or, or new recipe. It's just better when you have a pal, when you're doing that together and, and get into the, into the, and feeling, you know, the progress, because I mean, uh, and, and again, we went through the whole process. So I know how it is when you start and, and the mind is a big player here. So for those that are about to start, what you can tell them that they can expect, let's say in the first four weeks, studying a protocol of carnivore. I, I think the, the major thing that people run into when they first start is the addiction problem. They don't realize how much um, sugar and food addiction had a hold on them. Studies have shown that the sweet taste, not just sugar, but even artificial sweeteners, because actually those studies were done on saccharin, which is a, the artificial sweetener. Studies have shown that the sweet taste is far more addictive than heroin. 
right? So when I did my dissertation, my, my, my dissertation was on addiction, on sugar addiction specifically, and exercise and sugar addiction. And so I spent five years of my life researching this topic, like the back, I know it like the back of my hand. Back when I wrote my literature review and I had to go over all the literature that was available, I had to make do with the studies that showed how the sweet taste was more addictive than cocaine, right? Four to eight times more addictive than cocaine. The heroin studies had not come out yet. In 2017, we had a string of studies come out showing that it's the same thing even with heroin. And so, <laughs> you know, this is why people can't lose the weight and maintain the weight, you know? It, it's 95 to 99% of people who lose the weight regain all the weight back and then some within the first year. So there is no success there. Right. And the reason for that is because they don't know what they're up against. They don't know they have a habit that's worse than heroin. They look at heroin junkies and they look down on them, not realizing they're actually addicted to something far more powerful than heroin. So, you know, I think this is the first roadblock that people come across. They go in and they get excited about carnivore. They last two weeks, three weeks, maybe for one month because of the excitement. And then poof, they have a, a slice of cake and they're off the wagon and they don't realize why it's so hard now to get back on the wagon. And so this is what I do with my coaching clients and my group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, just explaining to them what happens to your brain with the dopamine destruction, because this is what a drug addiction does. It obliterates that dopamine um, system. And so you have to rebuild it. When you remove the drug, you're left with a vacuum or something called uh, anhedonia is the scientific term, which basically means a flat mood. Nothing makes you happy easily anymore. You, you, you know, you can't just have fun from a conversation or enjoy a shopping trip or enjoy any normal thing that otherwise would have given you great pleasure. Now you need only the drug to give you some level of um, normalcy in your brain, some level of pleasure. And so I work a lot with that specific aspect of how we can rebuild the dopamine systems. I use exercise a lot because I find that it is the far more efficient, effective tool. And it, you have so much control over it. You, literally the dose and duration of your training, the more, uh, the more intense and the longer that exercise session is, as, and as it progresses over days and weeks, there is a direct correlation between dose and duration and time under tension in your exercise with how much dopamine you're rebuilding, even at baseline. So even when you wake up in the morning, now you have higher levels of dopamine. That's the goal. That's the only way you can truly be consistent on any diet, especially a carnivore diet. And you, you read my mind. I was about to ask you this because, yes, you lose the dopamine side from those addictions to those sugary carbs and comforting foods that are not good for you. But when you get into the carnivore, what happened is that you got way more energy. And the detoxification is interesting because I think that the detoxification on the body happens also in the mind is 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 weird but it is happening it is progressive that you start needing less and less and less and all of that because you start feeling so good exercising i mean you have extensive background on exercising and how building the muscle getting bigger muscle mass is better as we age and here is my next question to you because um like in your case, 
my husband and I, we have um, an age difference of 23 years. Oh, I love he's, it. It's the best. He has it? 75 years old and he has an incredible physique. And it is because he had been maintaining these uh, workouts for a long, long time, even though the diet, as I, as I mentioned, he went a little bit off when we were on vacations in Europe. He went back and because of that, drive that he gets from good food nutrition. He gets so much energy. He was jumping to do all these workouts and now he's better than ever. And, and it's interesting because he's older, but he's better. I mean, I can show right now images of you and your husband at 60. My husband and me, he's 75. How, how can we in, in an effective way, tell our audience to get um, excited about aging better and, in, you know, implement these protocols for better aging. Yeah. I think showing those pictures are very helpful, very motivating for people to see, right? Absolutely. Um, and we got to put them here. <laughs> you have to, you have to. Yeah. Um, it's so funny when people Google my name, you know how Google search will show you like suggestions. If you put Dr. Sarah Zaldivar and then it'll suggest to you the rest of the sentence, depending on what people generally tend to search. And it's like her, my husband <laughs> is like more Your popular husband. than my YouTube channel. You know, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, it's uh, just, just, look at all of these carnivores, you know, that are, you know, have been doing carnivore for an extended period of time and see how they're aging in reverse. It's very clear. You don't, you know, it's, you have the visual images. Look at Dr. Sean Baker, Dr. Anthony Chapey. Um, every, I mean, everybody in this community, I feel is aging in reverse, you know? Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And, and again, it is, it is more important as we age because we, as the aging process naturally takes some of that muscle mass and we in women and for us, I mean, I, I got this uh, podcast with, with uh, doctors specialized in hormone replacement therapy. And, and they told me, Claudia, when a woman comes to me with osteoporosis, I feel so sad because if I was seeing that woman a few years before and I have her in the right protocol of, of, uh, of uh, nutrition plus hormones, she will never had osteoporosis. Are so I mean, just by eating right, that's a preventive, you know, measurement anybody can do from home. Yeah, people focus on the calcium part of the equation with osteoporosis, forgetting that fifty percent of our bones are made of protein. <laughs> protein, right? Half of your bones are proteins. So if you're not eating enough protein and animal protein, because it gets metabolized better and absorbed and digested far, far better, because it doesn't have any anti-nutrients that come along with the plants. If you're not doing that, you're never going to optimize for muscular strength or your bone density and, and, and just bone strength. And so that way you can prevent um, deteriorating and, and developing osteopenia and then developing osteoporosis, which is basically the weakening of your bones. I mean, we see some stats right now on the um, older population in the U.S. And they, they, some of those stats are a little frightening because, say, people after 65, if they fall, they cannot get up. Um, you know, I mean, the mobility is, I mean, it's staggering to see how people are losing so much control of their uh, you know, mobility so just because not exercising. 
not exercising and everybody's so addicted, not even realizing how addicted they are. They're in the palm of the hands of these drug dealers, which are the food companies. It's like literal legal drug dealers with no regulation whatsoever. You would never give heroin to a child. Well, we have studies that show that sugar and the sweet taste is far more addictive than heroin, but yet we give it to our children and we allow marketing, direct marketing to our children. What is happening to their brains as they're developing? It's like the, the toughest client that I, I just so struggle so much to help children. They come to me. A lot of my clients, they have children. They want me to help them. It's like, how can I help a, a 12, 13-year-old helpless individual? Their, their, their brain hasn't fully matured yet. They go to school and they are bombarded with highly addictive drugs. Like, what chance do they get? Right? And so it's, it's a very sad situation. I mean, in our schools today, uh, Dr. Saldivar, we had on the normal food they gave them in the public schools between 55 to 65 percent of overprocessed food instead of natural food. So that's what they are giving to our youth, our and children. And even the natural foods isn't natural because I don't believe that fruit is a natural fruit, right? A food, right? I mean, this is, these are Franken foods that we have hybridized to maximize their sugar content and we've Correct. removed their character characteristics that were, you know, like those were never foods that our species ever ate in any way, shape or form. Where are the steaks? Where are the chickens? Where are the salmon? This is, this should, that should be the only food that we are giving our children at such a critical time of development, right? And so it's, yeah, it's gonna take a very long time for that to happen. So in your consultation, when you have families, because I have a lot of audience here that are moms, dads, they have, they listen to these channels while they're driving, doing their chores, driving the kids to school, whatever. What would be a good, I would say, a good advice to, to give them on why, what they should be doing to I control? Think yeah, I, I think educating our children, they're very smart. That These children are getting smarter and smarter at younger and younger ages, and it's very exciting to see. So we, I think we vastly underestimate um, their intelligence and their ability to decide for themselves. So I think giving them the tools and the education and just bombarding them, you know, not not directly, but just indirectly. When, when you change your lifestyle, their children are looking at what you're doing. They want to mimic you, right? And so um, just showing them why you eat meat all the time is going to indirectly rub off or maybe even directly rub off on your children, right? And then explaining to them uh, about the addiction and about how all those things work. Children can absorb this information. You know, we don't give them enough credit, I think. And uh, on top of that, I think it's not enough. The education is not enough because we all know cake is not good, but yet everybody still wants to go out and get it knowing they shouldn't be eating it. So it's not the knowledge that is the critical point. It is the dopamine system and rebuilding that dopamine system because you cannot just eliminate dopamine from the brain or, you know, live in a dopamine deficit state, you will always, you won't care about anything until your dopamine goes back up to a functional level. And that's when you actually even have the discipline to, to, to deploy discipline or to have willpower. You need dopamine first. The problem with addictions and eating sugars and carbohydrates is that they destroy that dopamine. And so now you remove, you try to go on a diet, you remove those foods that were supplying you with the dopamine but you're left with a vacuum. And so this is why people eventually fall off the wagon, right? Because they don't, they're not ready for the state of um, dopamine deficit. They don't know what's going on in their brain, right? And so they need to understand that 
the trick is to maximize that dopamine regeneration as quickly as possible and rebuild that dopamine system in the brain as quickly as possible. And in my opinion, nothing does that more effectively or quicker than exercise, intense exercise. It is the emotional and physical pain that you feel during an intense workout that triggers the brain to increase its baseline level of dopamine production. So walking is not going to get you there unless you were bed bound and the walking is actually causing you some discomfort, then yeah. But you know, you most people can walk it's so strength. you have to go way more intense. It's strength training. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And and now um something else that I would like to ask you because what I found in, and this is something that I, I discussed it with, uh, Amanda Decker and, and she's organizing an, an, a very nice event in August in Dixon, Tennessee is called Low Carb for Better Health. And we're going to have a uh, Dr. Ken Berry attending is one of the main speakers. And Craig Emmerich is going to be there, Maria Emmerich's husband and promoting his new book on the carnivore diet and recipes. And Amanda, actually made a very good point. She um, she has a clinic helping people to lose weight. She was telling me, Claudia, you know, the problem with most of the diets is that they are set the diets for people to be in so much of a deficit of, 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 um, of intake, caloric intake, that it's so hard for them to keep that because they, they don't have that dopamine um, void to feel. It's, it's just kind of like said for failure, society is much better when you're eating meat, carnivore, for example, you feel satisfied, you feel full, you you're, you don't have that sensation that I'm feeling like I didn't eat enough. Mm, yeah, a lot of times we think that um, we need more calories when in fact, it's just that we're jonasing for that dopamine hit. It's just that addiction. And when you train hard, it's wild how quickly you can drop the body fat and you can eat far less calories for that short period of time because your body now, it doesn't really need the extra calories. You have the extra calories stored in your body fat, you know? It's not a good idea, obviously, to restrict calories if you don't need to, you know, and starve, starve yourself. But most people have an insane amount of calorie uh, de deposits in their fat cells that they can draw from. And so weight loss can happen very, very quickly when you fix that dopamine uh, uh, deficit in the brain. Now, talking about the brain, um, we are having in America, in my opinion, a crisis of, of uh, mental health. And we talk about this and you hear everybody talking, but I, I just don't, I feel that sometimes when they talk about mental health, they're thinking the approach to be more from the pharmaceutical and behavioral. And they left aside a huge component that is the, the, the equilibrium on what you eat and your microbiome and the health of the microbiome and how that gut health communicates with your brain. Yeah. How, what is your how, opinion on that? Yeah. It's, it's like before you diagnose yourself with depression, make sure you're not a junkie, right? Nobody expects a heroin addict not to be depressed. We all know if you're a heroin addict, you're depressed. But yet we look at ourselves not realizing that we are actually addicted to a far more powerful substance, which is the carbohydrate and the sugar. And then we start diagnosing ourselves with anxiety, ADHD, and depression. It's like, is it, is it really depression or is it the fact that you are an addict? You know, 
you got to get sober first, get that sobriety first. And then once your food's sober, your brain gets a chance to breathe. But of course, this food sobriety part has to happen with a dopamine building system in place. And I love the exercise, but if you can't exercise, you can do it with anything that elicits emotional and or physical pain, because that's what triggers the brain to increase its production of dopamine, right? And so meditation can do that. Yoga can do that. Um, anything that pushes you outside of your comfort zone, um, cold plunges, anything that triggers saunas. In- Saunas, anything that makes you uncomfortable. And the longer that you can withstand the discomfort, the more dopamine and D2 receptor. I shouldn't go into the whole D2 receptor thing. It's uh, I talk a lot about that on my channel. But, you know, the more you can uh, withstand intensity and duration of discomfort, the more dopamine building you're creating. So that even when you wake up in the morning, you're start- starting at a higher level of dopamine functioning. Everything, your whole life will change. The way you move will change. The way you accomplish tasks cleaning the house becomes enjoyable. It's like, it's like clean cocaine. It's like taking a pill of Adderall, but without the crash. That is our normal state. And that's how you should be feeling. But we forgot about that because they started giving us a drug ever since we were infants. And so they've destroyed our brain from a very young age. At some, at some point, I think that we're trying um, to tackle here is just like finding the combination of protocols that keep us in perfect health, optimal health. And in a sense, it's kind of like going back into how our ancestors used to live. Yes. But in more modern life, because we don't live at farms. We don't, we don't grow our own animals. So what we can do from the modern life, living in, in urban uh, cities, to keep still those good practices on consuming whole foods. Yeah, that, it's very simple. We're just we're doing it right. Just go back to our species specific diet, eat a carnivore diet. I'm not a fan of the dairy, although it's a good transitional food in the beginning and then start training harder and heavier. And if you can't train, then start walking. Anything you do that's harder than what you're used to right now, engage in those moments of discomfort. And the longer the amount of time you spend in moments of discomfort, the more dopamine you're creating so that now your brain is healing so that you don't have cravings anymore. Not only do you not have cravings anymore, you have the mental clarity, you have enjoyment for life. A really a good description of what addiction is that Dr. Andrew Huberman, a great Stanford um, neuroscientist, he says that I love that addiction is the gradual narrowing of the things that bring you pleasure. Recovery is the gradual expansion of the things that bring you pleasure. And so now you're just happy all the time. And the more discomfort minutes you can invest in that dopamine building project of yours, the more things start to bring you more joy and higher levels of joy. You're like just high all the time. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. Um, During the COVID years, what we did um, since, you know, we were scared the first months and we didn't know what to do. And then we couldn't go back to the gym and we were like, okay, we still want to exercise. So we start building our gym in our garage. We convert the garage in an entire gym. And now we got the sauna. Yeah. And it's so amazing for people that do not exercise and train heavy. the feeling that you have after a workout, this is just like the, the blood runs to your brain. It's like, I feel amazing. You know, here's and the best then part. The rec- 
Yes. Let, yes. let me just chip in. Sorry, Claudia, but this is so important. The best part is that over time, you start even enjoying the actual minutes of discomfort because it creates this link in your brain. You know that discomfort means so much dopamine and happiness and excitement and energy later on. It's like, oh, I want more of those minutes. And, and then we're not talking about the component here that, hey, it's as human as, as feeling good because of nutrition, feeling good because of exercise is looking good. You know, this is part of humans. We want yes. to age gracefully is nothing wrong with that we want no. to keep the experience yeah. of living yeah. longer healthier happier and here in florida you live in florida too we have a huge large yeah. population of seniors they yeah. also want to love longer yes. and and why not yeah. you know so beauty and the way you look also equals your health right we are more attracted to physical features that are associated with health. There's a very good reason for why we find certain physical attributes attractive and beautiful or not. It, a lot of it is very directly related to your health and energy and longevity. It is, you know, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not there for no reason. There's a reason why our species focuses on that. And all species focus on, on elements of attraction. And um, what, like, People pay attention to how their house looks, how their car looks, you know, but your real house is the body you live in. That's the real house that you're living in 24-7. What's the point of having a beautiful house if the house you're living in is dilapidated and is breaking and falling apart? Dr. Saldivar, don't you find a little concerning to see the, the, how our, our health practitioners, our doctors, in many cases, look so unhealthy. Oh yeah, overweight. And so they still are giving you advice. You know, Dr. Yeah. Sean Baker. I love. It. <laughs> I'm not very confrontational yes. like that, but he his posts are hilarious. He'll post a lot of these. There's a meme that would con that was making the rounds on Instagram. Pictures of all of the health ministers of so many different countries, European countries, and um, and I think here as well. And I mean obese how are you a health minister and you're obese how are you ever going to help anybody else or any other country if you can't help yourself like it is mind-blowing isn't like the first criteria for the job is understanding the elements of health applying it yourself before you can help anybody else it's shocking it is shocking it should be almost like a job description of should. requirement you yes. know, you cannot teach, uh, you know, how to keep the people healthy. You have to take care of yourself first. Exactly. You know. Apply it on yourself first, because let me tell you, 99% of the theory flies off the, out the window the moment you start to actually apply it and try to get healthy. I know. Classically trained dietitian up to the doctoral level. And I, the reason why I'm so effective with my work, with my clients and with my brand and this message is, you know, re reaching so many people is because I actually was applying this information and I figured out by application that it's wrong, which led me to do so much more research. I mean, thousands upon thousands of hours of research that never ends to this day, never ends. All I do is research, right? And so... Why do I do all this stuff? Because I am applying it to myself. I'm not just reading from a book and just believing it. You have to be an active learner. Passive learning Absolutely. is useless. Yeah. 
put your actions where your words are. And yeah. you, you said it before in other podcasts, I believe it was with Lily. You said you are your you. own brand. You yes. are your own brand. I mean, yeah. what tells better about what you're saying by yourself? Do you <laughs> think uh, if I look at your husband, I don't have to wonder he's doing the right thing. If I look at my husband at 75, right. you know, I don't have to wonder what he's doing right. You know, look at you. You look beautiful. Thanks. And I know you're taking care of yourself. I take care of myself as much as I can because, yeah. yes, I want to enjoy my, my family. I want to see grandkids. I want to see all of that while I'm healthy and vibrant uh, and, and feel, you know, you know, sexy and, and, and yeah. happy and strong, even if yes. I'm getting older. Yes. You know? 1000% that, that is where we're supposed to be. We're supposed to live in that zone, in that feeling of happiness, optimization, thriving, energetic, excited, high, almost all, not almost, I should feel high all the time. Like that is what a human being is supposed to be. Uh, and how is they're supposed to be feeling if they're doing the right things. If you're not there, there are things in your life that you should be paying attention to, that you're not paying attention to. There are things in your life that you're not fixing, whether it's your exercise, your diet, toxic relationships. I mean, so many things. You know, I love that book. I, I saw it the other day you were interviewing him, uh, Kicking Ass After 50. Zane Griggs. Uh, yeah, he's the co-author co-author with Ken uh, Berry, Dr. Ken Berry on this book. Yeah, he was great, right? Amazing. But I loved what is that book about? Because, hey, it, being healthy after 50, this is our human right. And after 60 and after 75, I mean, yes. we have to be thinking and change the thinking of thriving as we age. It's not longer a privilege from the young. We can do it if we get our work together and getting right nutrition, right physical protocols, exercising with heavy weights and, you know, resistance, you know, exercise. I would add also so one much. more element to everything you just mentioned. Those are the pillars of longevity. And I would add also detoxification and eliminating the heavy metal accumulation because they lead to breakages and destroy our DNA, which exacerbates and speeds up the aging process. So removing those and detoxifying can actually reset our biological age. 100%. And that's something that we experience very much here with our sauna. I mean, the first three months were like insane. The, the amount of, first, we eliminated most of the toxics from the food, but you still are exposed with plastics, containers that you got, you know, your soaps. I mean, it's in the environment, it's in the clothing. So the the constant Exactly. Constant detoxification is primordial. I mean, I, we do it with the, with the sauna and it works wonders. I never ever in 52 years and I take care of myself. I never saw my skin in such a good shape. I mean, I, I, even my husband said, your skin is so soft. And I said, I know, but there are two things that there is extra collagen that I'm consuming because I'm consuming more animal products. It's mainly the 100% of my, my diet plus detoxification, good sleeping. 
my hormones are in place. So all of that is, is just like, like the wheel of wellness, all of those spokes of wellness that we're talking here with people. And, and again, it's, it's, it's human to be thinking that we want to be healthy, but also that we want to look good. There's nothing wrong with that. We should want to look good. It is a sign of health. If you can't manage to look good or attractive, why is that? A lot of it has to do with having excess inflammation from excess body fat in your system, right? On your body. That can detract from your attractiveness, right? There are things now that are outside of our control, like the width of a jawline that can happen after, after um, you know, eating too many grains and certain situations that could lead to, you know, but I mean, you can fix those things, obviously, but it, losing bone. people need to understand the way you look is very closely related to your health and to your longevity. And we should care. I, I, I never understood this idea like, oh, vanity is like. Dr. Saldivar, you are doing right now something, this is interesting, and for the people out there listening, I want you to to let them know about these retreats that you're leading to Jamaica for carnivore, for people thinking to going through these protocols. How is that works? How how yeah. How is the program about? What are the goals? Yeah, so it's the director of our TV show, um, the Reverse TV series. His name is Charles Maddox, and he want he's uh, he he's um, putting the plan in place to create those um, retreats, and he would have me on board lead those retreats um, and other influencers and doctors in the carnivore community. But we don't have a date set yet. We just put it out there to see how much you know people are gonna reach out. And I think that once people reach out, then he's going to decide on the location. Uh, it's going to be in Jamaica, but like on the dates and stuff. Um, but meanwhile, you know, I do have my group coaching um, that I am very excited about. It's growing so quickly. We're very excited about the growth of that community. This is where we're meeting right now. This current schedule is on Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern timing, because I'm in Florida, and Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern timing. But I have people all over the world, like just this, just like a moment ago, I have a, a new client onboarded um, in Sweden. You know, uh, there are people all over the world that are joining our Wonderful. meetings. It's yeah, it's fantastic. And um, they get the whole, they also get the recordings for those, um, all of the meetings. So it's $49 if you want one weekly meeting. So it's $49 a month to get to one weekly meeting or $99 a month for both meetings. Um, so bi-weekly meetings. And then as we're growing and we're growing fast, I'm going to add a lot more time slots to that. And of course, I have the one-on-one -on -one coaching. All of those stuff um, is found on my Instagram. Where you can find me at, at dr.sarah.zaldivar and on my YouTube channel, Dr. Sarah Zaldivar. Or you can just um, re you know, email me, reach out, drsarahzaldivar at gmail.com. I'll make sure I'll send you all this stuff so you can link it somewhere. Easy. Wonderful. And for our audience, we're going to have all yeah. of those links available in our description box. So you will have... All information about Dr. Sarah Saldivar and, and he, her initiatives about the, the uh, coaching groups and individuals and all of that she's explaining because, you know, Doc, we need to be guided into these amazing protocols that are enhancing the human 
uh, oh, health. Yes. And, and it is, it, we have all the potential. We just need to get in action, get to do is, it yeah, right now. I, I, I hire coaches. I am never without a coach. I am constantly investing in myself. And the more you grow on every, in every level in your life, the more you invest in coaching because it just it speeds up the process of progress dramatically you know instead of it taking you 20 years it can take you one month you know that you're taking the all of the, the um, experience intelligence knowledge of one person and it, it, they're giving you what you need to know instead of you having to you know waste so much time effort make mistakes and and take forever to get there so i believe in coaching so much Absolutely. And I am a hundred percent with you. And again, some people do very good. I did very good on my carnivore because I have Dr. Ken Berry coaching me on his YouTube videos. So I knew, oh, you have to be doing the electrolytes. You have to be, remember, you can, you can be dehydrated, take more electrolytes. And I was listening week by week, all of those videos. So I knew I walked through every step of the way he was guiding me. And I understand. And then when my, my husband jumped into it, I was already a few months into the diet, so I could help him out. Coaching is a big, 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 big help, especially if you're trying to do these changes that are dramatic, that from what you were eating, from your normal sedentary life to exercising, all of that guidance is 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 so worth it so worth it's it so true. Totally and, and it's it's and it. it's very rare to find people who don't have an extreme sugar and food addiction right 95 to 99 percent of people who try to do carnivore are actually severe food addicts and so it's, it's, you almost stand no chance without the coaching you almost stand no chance like you're trying to detox from a substance that's worse off than heroin you know like the studies are very clear on on that you know and so trying to do it by yourself uh, you know, I mean, you could, but just, you know, just be prepared for multiple tries. I just occurred to me that, yeah, sugar is tremendous addiction, but something that happened to most of the people in, in America during the years of COVID, the consumption of alcohol went up to the Addiction. roof because yeah. the worry, what about that? Yeah, that's your emotional management system, right? You don't have an emotional management system. You just numb out any negative emotion, which is also a dopamine deficit state with either sugar or with alcohol or even carbohydrates that are salty. Some people react more strongly to that. They're all equally addictive, you know? Very and much. So, so yeah. Dr. Zaldivar, for our audience out there, what would be like your closing statement from your experience in, in working uh, these carnivore diets, guiding people into better ways of taking care of themselves and make these changes to dietary, uh, you know. Mm. It, you can't you know, be casual about it. Yeah, I, I think most people get too casual and get too overconfident They'll because there's still, you, you get a dopamine hit just from trying a new diet. You get that extra dopamine just from the first few weeks to the first month. Like, oh, I did one month. I was able to do it. So it must have not been that much of a hard thing to do. And then they try to do it again. And then they start struggling and struggling. So remember, the novelty aspect is going to give you some dopamine initially. Don't be fooled. You are climbing up 
it's like an uphill battle, basically. And you want to be prepared. And the way you prepare yourself is understanding that this is not an easy thing. This isn't, you can be casual about addictive foods, number one. Number two, you have to fill the void. When you remove addictive foods and you have this dopamine deficit state, you must, as quickly as humanly possible, go back and rebuild the brain and not just rebuild it, optimize it. You have to, you know, the higher the amount of dopamine uh, building you can get to, the better off you're gonna be and the more resilient you're gonna be and the more consistent. And not just with diet, it actually starts, you start noticing all your life changing. You start realizing you can confront people, you can have those hard conversations that in the past you, you would have like, there's no way you could have done that. And now it's like, this is easy. I'm not feeling any stress. I'm in charge. You know, you feel like the alpha and it's just, that's what we're supposed to be. It's so empowering. And I mean, every area of your life, you know, mentally, mental clarity, your, your productivity shoots up your memory, your, um, eloquence and fluidity and speech, your confidence, your income goes up. I mean, everything. There's <laughs> something that I love to say. Like we, you know, we all believe like, oh, the earth revolves around the sun. It's like wrong. The earth revolves around dopamine. That is the essence of life. <laughs> love that. Love, love, love that. It's true. So true. It is so, so true. And, and, and I appreciate very much those, those, uh, words and i want the people out there get passionate about this and get in charge of their health i always tell them you are responsible for your health don't surround don't just give up because you have uh, you know you don't feel strong enough because you feel the mental fog that's not normal and you can fix it it is ways of fixing those things i'm a, i'm a professional engineer and i remember there were times where i was coming to to my computer And I was, I was like, I don't understand these plans. Oh my gosh. Engineering is a very competitive field, especially very masculine driven. And I was just like, I don't want to say anything. I need to, I need to understand this. Little by little, when I start clearing that fog, it was like I could see, understand. I was just, I mean, it was so different the way that I was thinking and working. The productivity, it was It was a big change. I know, so I, I know, I know I, that I feeling. I know that feeling when it's like, wait a second. It's just like my brain is, is like you're on Adderall and your brain capacity expands, you know, and it wasn't yes. even like the initial goal. The goal was to overcome the sugar addiction, right? And to, to improve your health. And then you start noticing, wow, the brain health is just amazing how it exponentially skyrockets. When you combine it with fixing the dopamine state, I really have to, I cannot stress that enough. It's not just going on carnivore. You have to fix the dopamine deficit. That is, in my opinion, the big takeaway from people on this um, conversation with you. It is the dopamine part. We need to fix it. We need to get better at that understanding that is an addiction, those carbs, those sugars, the tastes, the colors, the, the artificial flavors, that is a hook. They are polluting your body and it's not good for you. We have to get out of that. And for our children, even better. Oh yeah. It that's, is a must. That's heartbreaking stuff right there. Yeah. So thank you very, very much for Such a wonderful conversation, Dr. Saldivar. This is, 
Um, this time has been enlightened and I know our audience are going to find this interview extremely helpful. Thank you so much for coming to my podcast and I hope you lot of, lot of, lot of luck in all of your endeavors. I cannot be following you and I hope to have you next time in another specific topic. Absolutely. I would love to, Claudia. Thank you everybody for sticking with us and, and watching and, or listening. And uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. I, I just, this is my passion and uh, I love that we have so many similarities. So I feel like we're kindred spirits. We need to put together our husbands uh, right. because they are kicking us after 60 and after 75. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. They, they keep the standard elevated, but it's good. It's a good thing. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And again, for all of you out there, remember health is wealth for the body, mind, and souls. Take care. If you like the content of our podcast, please subscribe and hit the notification button so you will be notified every time we post new content in our channels. Also, leave your comments below. We would love to hear from you. Follow us in our social media channels. We would like to see you there. And thanks for your support. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like the information that we shared with you today, please subscribe to the Express Soul Health and Wellness podcast and follow us in the social media outlets of your choice. Until next time, please remember, health is wealth for the body, mind and soul.